This podcast includes reference to abuse, physical and sexual violence, which some listeners may find distressing. Hi, I'm Molly Catchell and welcome to the Gives a Smile podcast, the podcast where we will be exploring issues of sexual violence, harassment and assault with a focus on university students. There from the campaign All About Respect at York St. John University, this podcast will cover topics which some may find challenging, so this podcast might not be for you. But for those still listening, I welcome you on a journey of discovering truths. Through open and honest conversation, I aim to educate and inform people about the importance of respect and healthy relationships while tackling those challenging questions. This week, I'm joined by Nat Norrit, one of the coordinators for All About Respect, and Harriet Wilson, a student researcher for the campaign. In this episode, we will be exploring the origins and the importance of the All About Respect campaign while delving into the significance of student voices and bystander intervention. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the open and honest conversation. What is All About Respect? What is All About Respect? It started off initially as a student-led collaborative project which aimed to both raise awareness of sexual harm on campus but also try and run different interventions, sort of help-seeking, awareness of various sources of support. It started off as quite a small project to begin with and has now branched out a little bit more to, again, focus on sexual harm, but we started to do a little bit on hate crime and harassment more broadly. At its heart, All About Respect is about tackling harassment, about promoting respectful and healthy relationships, while trying to also raise awareness of problematic relationships alongside what people can do to both get support for themselves but also to help and support others. Since I've joined Push and Sort Like the Bystander, giving people that training and skills so people know how to intervene, it covers a wide range of areas. Done a lot of campaigns in different areas like domestic abuse through lockdown, a lot with the LGBTQ community. And what then was the inspiration behind the All About Respect project? Obviously, there's a lot of terminology around lad culture in society. Did that have an impact towards the steering of the campaign? Initially, it was long, long time ago. Anna and I, who's Anna's also one of the coordinators of the project, she and I used to get, I wouldn't say a lot, but we had a handful of students, probably each academic year, about four or five, who would come to us with an experience of sexual assault, past abuse experiences. Neither of us felt particularly equipped in our roles as sort of lecturers to be 100% confident that we were supporting such students in the right way and in the appropriate way. So at that time, we had a really good working relationship with our then head of student services, Nick. And Nick was brilliant in terms of being really forward thinking about creating new systems for supporting students. And we got together and this was just after Nick had spent some time in the States on a trip to colleges over there to find out a little bit more about how their student services work. And at that point, the States was much more sort of ahead, if you like, of supporting students with these issues. And he came across the bystander training. He came back and he said, do you two fancy helping me run a pilot of this bystander training? So we said, yeah, because it sounded exactly the type of thing that we were trying to integrate. So it was like a little bit of a, a meeting of concerned minds, if you like, from an academic point of view, we were becoming increasingly aware of this being a problem for students, students coming to us with experiences and not necessarily feeling 
being equipped to be able to deal with those. But also at the same time, colleagues in student services were finding that they were getting lots of reports and there was a real need to work together to create almost like a university-wide project. So that was really the starting point. Against the backdrop of all of that nationally, there was huge concern or growing concern around this notion of lad culture, this notion that universities weren't safe, that there was issues of sexual assault going on on campus that weren't being dealt with appropriately, high profile cases in the press about universities that weren't dealing with the issues. Against all that backdrop, one of the university departments at the time, Hefke, rolled out a huge funding call and we applied for that and we got some funding to develop a project to address issues of sexual harm on campus. Lad culture played a role, but against all that, it was this growing awareness. And I think this sort of mirrors what's been going on in society more broadly around issues to do with sexual harm, sexual harassment, sexual assault, and this need that we need to equip both our student population our staff and our student support services to be able to deal with these issues accordingly. As a campaign, you sort of integrate in the body of the university, so you get a lot of like staff and students involved. So Harriet, why was it then that as a student you felt drawn to get involved in the campaign? As the All About Respect project, being what Nat said, getting the students and the teaching staff and the support services sort of aware of this massive issue that was going on at universities, such as lad culture, things like sort of society groups and harassment at university was just this massive issue. As a student who in first year was moved to New City, was going on these nights out, it's really important as a student to sort of be aware and be involved in what's going on on your own campus. So when that said about the about Respect Project, I thought it was just such a good opportunity to sort of actually see what I can do for the students because I was a third year at the time. I think it was an opportunity to talk and connect with first and second years just to sort of make them aware of safe spaces in York and sort of talk to them about their views on harassment and what was going on. So I think it's important to have a student voice involved. I've seen some experiences firsthand within the university. I think it was really important for my voice to be heard as a student. That's hit it right on the head is that right from the beginning, it was clear that it just couldn't be a group of academics or a group of support staff. It had to be a collaborative project and it had to be a working together of academic staff who could maybe do some of the research, who could maybe bring in their understanding of what was going on with students alongside our student support staff who obviously have far more skill in supporting students and more equipped to be able to provide that guidance and that almost you know professional support but alongside students so initially in the early days the project was just called healthy relationships because I don't think we had the most creative minds right at the beginning and we just went with healthy relationships because that's what the government funding pot was called and right at the beginning we said right we need a group of students who are going to take this almost by the scruff of the neck and run with it and create something that means something to students and that's where all about respect came from and we have a mix of students students like Harriet who get on board because they want to give something back they want to work with others they want to put some of the skills that they've learned into practice but we've also had students who have lived experience of the types of issues that we're trying to address we have students who are very vocal and clear activists they want to take this issue and really see social change So we have a real mix of students involved. But alongside that, we also have charity partners because obviously a university is quite unique setting. So actually, in the end, we brought in IDAS and Survive, who are both 
charitable organisations who work with individuals who've experienced domestic abuse or sexual violence. And they came in to give us a real critical voice about the way we were developing the project. So it's always been this real collaborative endeavour to make sure that it's appropriate to make sure that we're tackling the issues in the right way, but also that it means something to students. Sometimes we get it right, sometimes we get it wrong, but at the heart of it, we have that student voice. Hopefully that's the one thing that will continue. Yeah, I think that's valuable with the different students involved. Like you said, some students are like activists. We all come from different backgrounds. The reason it works so well is because when we come together, we've got inspiration, motivation to do different things and to tackle this massive issue that is going on. So that's why I do feel like that's it. It is very important for students to have the voice. And we can speak from experiences and things like that because we are at the university at the time. We are living through these experiences. It's almost getting to the root of the problem by using the people who've experienced these issues which are prevalent in society. Trying to understand that experience, but also learn from it as well. So we've had students who've had real positive experiences in terms of the support that they've received and the guidance they've received alongside students who maybe don't feel that that support was there. And trying to learn from both of those experiences to help us understand what works, what maybe doesn't work, but also trying to avoid this one size fits all approach. We're very keen on trying to try new things, tailor things to different audiences, get the message out in lots of different ways through lots of different mediums. So it's really important to get that diversity there, but have that clear voice of individuals who've had these experiences. And I'm quite curious then to understand what sort of things as a campaign you've been attempting and trialling to help tackle the issue. So we've got the bystander training, which focuses on trying to encourage peers or everyday individuals to stand up and challenge behaviours that they feel are inappropriate. Now, by that, that sounds really like trying to change the world and everybody has to have this very physical sort of standing up and getting in the way and protecting people. But one of the things that we go through is an awareness of what sexual harm is, what harassment is, who are bystanders, how do they function in interactions of harassment and how powerful, very subtle behaviours like not laughing along with a joke, not reposting something offensive on social media to maybe creating a distraction or to after an event checking in with the person who was maybe the target of that behavior and checking that they're okay. So we try and make people aware of the importance of a bystander and the different behaviors that they can use to tackle the behavior. And bystander training has been adapted in lots of different ways across lots of different universities. We run it as a two-hour interactive session. It changes pretty much every time we run it. It seems to work quite well and the students seem to engage quite well with it. I know Harriet sat in on it a couple of times. I sat in on two sessions. So I was brought in the All About Respect project with the bystander. And that was my job to sort of evaluate and help with the research. So I sat in on a couple of sessions. And like Matt said, the, both of them were completely different. The two I sat in on, were, it was all students. And these conversations that were coming out from the PowerPoint and many times where we left them to sort of like discuss areas such as what would you do on a night out? What sort of bystander skills would you use on a night out? And I think it was really interesting for them to become empowered, to know how to act and just discuss their experiences. And I think with the bystander training, an area is, as with the All About Respect project, is to help sensitise young people to the science of sexual assault and just make it a more talked about subject. Bystander training was really beneficial. I really enjoyed sitting on it. It wasn't just information, information. It was those discussions which actually make more of an impact, I think. Core of the bystander is trying to 
make people aware of problematic behaviours, but also of some of the very human skills that they've already got. And a lot of the way that we've adapted the bystander training has been through discussions in those sessions. So often students have shared things that they've done, shared behaviours that they've used on nights out when they've been concerned about someone. And we've integrated those, you know, we've made it clear that some of those examples have come directly from students. So it's not like we're trying to preach in any way, we're using very much the discussions we've had in the past. So that's the bystander. Alongside that, we've also done the IDAS Champions Training, which raises awareness around partner violence. We've also done some work with our support staff and with some academic staff around responding to a disclosure of sexual harm. So what you should say, what you shouldn't say, what local services you can support or signpost students to. And so that's really our training strand. Alongside the training strand, our probably our biggest strand is our awareness raising campaigns. So Every academic year, we take the academic calendar and we try and see what national campaigns are going on and what can we tap into. So things like Sexual Violence Awareness Week, there's various days, so International Men's Day, Women's Day, Denim Day, lots of days throughout the year where we try and hang off national campaigns, but on a very local level. So these are things like having huge campaign boards in one of the main corridors in the university, a lot of posters on toilet doors, raising awareness of our report and support site of local charities and organisations where students can go for support. And then alongside that, we often have other activities alongside the sort of static campaigning, things like dance performances. In the past, we've had the Dance Society pop up in the dining room and do an interpretive dance around an issue associated with All About Respect. We've had spoken word events, had readings, we've had conferences. So we do all sorts to try and attack this issue from lots of different angles. We've created videos as well. So we've got a consent video. So there's lots of bits and pieces that focus on awareness raising and support is really sort of our core. And then the last strand is our research strand. So where we run surveys and questionnaires with students to identify how much of this behavior is going on. Do they seek help? Why don't they seek help? Or if they do, how is it received? And also the impact of these behaviors on their mental health. And we also run focus groups to basically find out what are the issues and what should All About Respect be focusing on next. So while we have in our mind some of the behaviors that we think are important to look at, students may have a different experience so some of the things that are coming up at the moment are about online interactions inappropriate sort of sexting harassment online porn use those sorts of things so we're forever trying to gather this information to feed it into the project so ultimately then why is all about respect needed at universities i think one of the big issues is if we don't have campaigns like all about respect these behaviors are hidden we don't have an awareness of what is going on. And I know in one of the very early awareness raising weeks that we had, the number of staff and academic colleagues who would pop up and say, I did not know this was as big an issue as you know your posters are saying was actually quite surprising. And it could be that different subjects maybe have different relationships with their students, their students maybe go and seek support elsewhere. But it was really quite shocking to hear that lack of awareness and great in a way that this was really making people aware of what was going on. While we still have students who are having these experiences and still struggle to know where to go for support, I think it's important that we continue. We need to recognise the different forms of harassment that are prevalent on campus and what students can actually do to get support. 
Otherwise, as I said, it's just hidden. It's not a criticism of a university to say that harassment is going on here. It is a criticism of a university if they do nothing about it. And I think that's been at the backbone of the All About Respect project is we've had great support from our senior leadership team in terms of being allowed to do some very controversial activities at times. Some quite sensitive material is being displayed, but it has been about shifting the culture and making it clear that our university is a safe space to talk about these issues. As I said, we don't always get it right, but hopefully by opening the discussion, we find a way to try and develop a right way. Yeah, I would agree with that about shifting the culture and sort of making it more talked about. And like if you said, if all about respect project or things aren't being done about it, it does become hidden. And I think as a university and support services, they sort of have a duty of care over the students. And it is about having more conversations and making it aware of areas where things can be reported. And I think if people have experienced it and it isn't dealt sensitively, people can be re-traumatised and it can become a big issue. So yeah, I think it is about just making sure the services are there within the university and that it is a safe space for students to come to and report things and then have these conversations. Within the media, there's a lot of talk about people who attend universities that might have experienced sexual misconduct and how they don't feel that they can report or even have an awareness of support present at university institutions. And this almost leads students feeling like let down by their university. Where has it all gone wrong in the university system with this sort of failure towards students? Such a challenging question. One of the issues has been traditionally undergraduate students are adults they're age 18 plus so the duty of care responsibilities in my opinion have always been quite muddied and unclear in terms of what is an institution's duty of care to support a student through these traumatic experiences I think it has got better but I reflect upon my own time at university and how the support services have changed so drastically over the years in terms of university recognising the responsibility that they have to support their students. Now, within that, different universities are very different and some universities are excellent and some universities, quite frankly, are not. And I think what we're lacking is a real government steer in terms of what should universities be doing and having a very clear-cut guideline to what universities are responsible for in terms of tackling sexual assault, sexual harm and harassment on campus. What is their duty of care? But alongside that, providing real clear-cut evidence-based guidance of what works. And that's what we're lacking. So on one hand, you've got a press that is going to town on institutions for not supporting students appropriately. And quite rightly in some places, quite rightly, there have been some terrible cases. But being an academic at a university, I have some sympathy with organisations because this isn't necessarily their skill base. It's not necessarily something that they're experienced in. And because of that, where do they get the information, the training and the guidance from? So 
we're in a real sort of shifting movement at the moment, if you like. So if you have a look at the Office for Students website, they've currently got a consultation out on how students respond to or how universities should respond to students' disclosure of sexual harm on campus. And I'd encourage any student to comment on that especially if they have experience of these issues and share what works or when maybe doesn't work because we need that information to create support services nationally in all institutions to make sure that they are well equipped to tackle this issue. I think over the years it's been a sort of grey area about what is the legal or statutory role of a university to get involved. Morally, what should a university be doing? But then also on the flip side, from a government perspective, what are they doing to support institutions to create appropriate support services? As a student then, Harriet, what do you think universities should be doing to help students that are victims of sexual misconduct? Well, like Nat said, and it's interesting hearing Nat's opinion because obviously you've been involved in universities a lot longer than I have and saying about it sort of the government should be given more guidance which I completely agree with and I've really thought about it and that from being a student I sort of look up to the university but as you a lecturer I suppose you sort of look up for guidance from the government but as a student I think student services in just like for mental health physical health are just so so valuable and regarding like sexual harassment and harassment on campus and on nights out it is just important that it's not like silenced and these topics aren't hidden away I think it's really good that around universities, if you're walking through the main buildings, we were for a period of time, we were stood there during the campaign week and we had a big board about what is harassment to you and loads of people were getting involved. And I think keep pushing them campaigns like that to make it more of an awareness and increasing the awareness of how we even report it because I think that is a massive issue that it sounds simple of how to report it, but it is not in any way. I think quite a lot of students wouldn't be sure of how we'll go about reporting it correctly and they may feel from this they'll be silenced. So I think that's a really important issue. And as a student, I think having key people that can talk to. So like Nat said, it's sort of how lecturers can respond if a student comes to them about something. So I think it's really important for students to have someone to go to, have that service to go to specifically for harassment experiences on the campus. But I think the main one is is just the awareness and the constant campaigns, posters, and just making it not a hidden topic. I think that's really important. In relation then to your university experience as a student, how important is All About Respect campaign to your university experience and why is it essential? This project is so essential. Obviously, I do work for a time of advice, but I think it is so essential for all students. Without the All About Respect project, I'm not too sure where all our campaigns would have stemmed from if that wasn't All About Respect project running. If project didn't exist, I'm not too sure where would I even know anything about how to report it or what even sexual harassment is come to uni and it is sort of like Nat said you're 18 plus it's like sort of an adult world but as a student not too sure on areas like this so I think it is essential on providing that knowledge education and areas to report it on my experience as a student and not as a researcher on the All About Respect project I think speaking for most students that's why it is that education of sexual harassment on university and on nights out. I think alongside all of that the great input that students have had in terms of designing the awareness raising and, and all the material that goes into all about respect. One of the things that we don't talk about as much, but I think we need to a little bit more, is just how the projects helps to develop students in terms of becoming activists, if you like, in terms of having a voice to create awareness raising projects. 
having worked with so many students on the project, it's been great to see the confidence and the boldness in terms of some of the campaigns change and develop over that project. And if that lives on and goes on to wherever, so for example, wherever Harriet goes and works next, having that experience and being able to go and and challenge and lead even just small types of interventions and projects is just brilliant. So I think there's that side of it as well, a great opportunity. So if students are looking for universities and have an interest in social change and activism, I'd definitely be encouraging them to look and ask at Open Days because it's the one place in society where you can have these sorts of experiences. Definitely from a personal perspective, I think it does just give me that confidence, be able to challenge and know what I'm talking about. If that makes sense, it is sort of having an education of the issue and knowing what I do with my voice which I think All About Respect Project has given me it is just the confidence to speak out and challenge things just have more knowledge about harassment and bystander And do you almost then Harriet feel that the All About Respect present at your university has that impacted your overall university experience to the extent that it's almost made you feel safer or more educated on these issues? Yeah, 100%. Like I said before, I know I keep saying it, but honestly, as it has educated me and opened my eyes, we'll cover quite a lot of areas. And it has, when we were campaigning in university, people were coming up to me and talking about sort of their experiences and why they would like to get involved. So I think it has really catapulted my experience and extended my knowledge on an area, which I didn't necessarily think I would come out of uni knowing. I'm doing psychology and counselling, so that was my degree. I didn't expect to be involved in this. So I think from doing that, it has just really been essential in my university career and like I said it is skills that I'm going to take on to my master's and get involved there and make sure this conversation doesn't just stop at my York St John experience hopefully I'm going to take this on to master's and work so I think it has been essential. Are there any particular stories which remind you of the importance of working on All About Respect? Oh there's so many Molly. I remember the first year we were trialling the pilot of the bystander intervention. I left uni and I was crossing the main road and opposite one of our campus buildings. On the other side of the road is the car park and the bus park. And I was crossing the road to go back to my car and a particular sports team had just returned in their coach from an away game. They'd clearly been drinking. Uh, They were an all-male team. And they were streaking across the car park. Some just had their pants on. Some were completely naked. And it was half past four in the afternoon. And I'd just finished the bystander training. And I felt like shouting, you see, this is why we need this training. And all I could think of was how horrible it was. Because there was an elderly couple walking past them at the time. I just thought, this is not the type of behaviour that should be seen as funny or as part of the university experience it's just embarrassing there was a moment where we were running bystander and we had a male student on the bystander training and at the time it was a five-week course and he came to me and he asked for a little meeting which often happens after the bystander training and he said that how grateful he'd been to be part of it but he couldn't continue because he was a survivor of a sexually violent relationship he identified as gay he explained that he'd been in an abusive relationship and he couldn't continue but what he had said was that of all of the support that he'd experienced he felt really included in the discussion And he said, as a male survivor for him, it was really important to have that voice. And I think that's really led through a lot of the conversations that we've had in terms of trying to be as inclusive as possible. We don't always get the language right. We don't always get it right. But we're open to being challenged and to change. A couple of examples from 
students who wrote stories or written pieces for assessments who then presented these at our conference and we'd done a whole day and in the morning was very fact-based it was what was the project what was the data and then the afternoon was the most moving part which was student stories and student experiences and I think all of those different bits have really lived on for me in terms of driving the project forward because they were very real stories and they were very challenging at the time to deal with. I think they've had a, a huge impact, to say the least. When I was standing in one of the university buildings, this was in campaign week, and we had a map of where people could pinpoint the safe and unsafe places in York. I was quite surprised about the first years that were coming up, but not about Freshers' Week. This was sort of made me reflect on when I was a fresher. I have memories of just older years sort of being obsessed if you were a fresher or not. Us saying that we were freshers, that was sort of exciting for them and it was sort of new for them. And it was just, just an awful sort of categories they were putting us into. And I had a lot of people come up to me on that week of campaign week saying, oh, I go on many nights out, but freshers week was, there was something about where it. it was just sort of the pub crawls and the sort of culture behind it. It's sort of, I think it's in some areas it can be sort of publicised as like just a place to meet all the new freshers and things like that. I think them experiences for me and obviously what people were telling me and when they were pointing about the safe places in York and some of the stories that were saying what happened in the unsafe places. It just really, like Nat said, it really gives you that drive to sort of carry on with it. And it also made me realise that it wasn't just me who had experienced it. I was like, right, this happens to a lot of people in freshers and first year and also throughout uni. But I think a key point is in that first two weeks of uni. And that really made me realise, I was like, this is an issue. It didn't just happen to me. Like, this should be made more aware within freshers week with all the people, the societies and things like that. Initiations, I think... It really does hit home when you hear other people talk about what you've also experienced. As a student, a big part of it is socialising, making friends and having fun. And a lot of students came forth to me and said how they'd almost avoid going on nights out, feel that they couldn't wear certain clothes in fear of getting that unwanted attention. And I think that really stuck with me that, you know, students having to adapt how they live their life in fear of experiencing, you know, certain experiences they didn't want to experience. So do you think that university institutions will ever make a difference on these issues? I hope so. I think so. I think when I look back many years ago to see what my university experience was, and you'd maybe get the odd day, the odd campaign, the odd leaflet, nothing like this. It's just about how much they are confident and willing and brave, I suppose, to open themselves up to discussing these things openly, because it can be quite challenging. They are probably best place to try and tackle some of these issues is just having the motivation to do it I think sometimes hopefully they can make a difference and what advice then would you give to students who either have experienced particular areas of sexual misconduct or just have questions no matter what university they attend what advice would you then give to them students where would you say to channel them their queries their questions and seek for support going down the line of a report and support site I think it is something that all universities should consider but just have a check on your university website and see whether there is a report and support site and that's a useful first step if they don't check two sources, the student support or student wellbeing site to see what's available on there or your student union. Some of the issues that we've had in the past from students has been concern about reporting or talking about it for fear that it may have an impact on them. So if students don't want to talk to their institution, have a look externally, have a look and see what support is available. National charities like IDAS and Survive are the National Union of Students 
have some support available on there because I know that sometimes actually seeking support in an institution is a barrier in itself. That would be my guidance. You've been listening to the Give Us a Smile podcast with Molly Cattrall. Massive thank you to Nat and Harriet for joining me today and sharing the origins and importance of the All About Respect campaign. This episode has helped highlight the need for student voices in the conversation and for not keeping these issues hidden. In next week's episode, we'll be looking at sexual harassment and our understanding of intent and the fun police. But that's all for today's episode. You can find all the other episodes on the All About Respect SoundCloud. Thanks for listening. For anyone that's been affected by anything mentioned within this podcast, please access support from the All About Respect website at reportandsupport.yorksj.ac.uk.